If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Love Talk Radio. Hi, this is David Worth. I was the director of photography on Bloodsport and the director of Kickboxer, launching the career of John Claude Van Damme. You're listening to Justin Ray Harvey. Hi, my name is Colleen Hendry, the senior product manager for Dragon at Nuance Communications, and you're listening to one of our favorite Dragon customers, Justin Ray Harvey. Enjoy. Hi, this is Lola Reiser from the early show with Rick and Lola on 103CIR, and you're listening to Justin Ray Harvey on J-Ray Radio. Hey, if you want to stay up on sports, if you want to stay up on what's going on, you got to listen to J-Ray Radio. This is Blackhawk Walters, the four-time world kickboxing champion. Hey, this is Blackhawk Walters, the four-time world kickboxing champion. Listen, I want you to listen to my hero, Justin Ray Harvey. author of Shidoshi, The Four Ways of the Corpse, and The Five Principles of Everything. Getting my facts straight from Justin Ray Harvey. This is Stan Bush. I sing Fight to Survive in the movie Bloodsport. You're listening to Justin Ray Harvey. Hi, this is Tony Luke Jr., a.k.a. Joey the Nail Nardone, and you're listening to Justin Ray Harvey. Hey, everyone, it's Rick Reiser from Today's at Music, 103 CIR in Beckley, West Virginia. You're listening to my boy Justin Ray Harvey on J. Ray Radio. Hi, I'm Tony Luke Jr., also known as Joey the Nail. Please follow my friend Justin Ray Harvey on Facebook, Twitter, and Skype. His tag is at Justin Harvey. He's a great guy. I follow him, and I know you'll enjoy following him, too. Hi, this is Peter Mahoney, Senior Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer at Nuance Communications. I'm also known as the Dragon Dictator. You're listening to Justin Ray Harvey. To reach Justin Harvey's studio line, please call 818-532-9762. Hi, this is Raven Kane, the co-founder of Pain, Progressive Action, Immediate Neutralization, and the singer-songwriter for the new record called Six String Revolver. You're listening to my good friend Justin Ray Harvey. He's a fellow martial artist and a good man. And if you even consider turning the show off, I'll come through this internet connection and choke your ass out.
and we are live on J-Ray Radio. I am your host, Justin Ray Harvey, and um, tonight we are going to talk professional wrestling. Yes, that is right. Um, we are going to talk professional wrestling. Um, I uh, wanted to tell you guys that I uh, I grew up watching um, Brett and Owen Hart um, wrestle in the WWF, and um, tonight's guest, who I am still uh, waiting for their arrival, I'm waiting for uh, the legendary wrestler, uh, brother of Brett and Owen Hart, Bruce Hart. So, while we wait, um, I will talk a little bit about um, uh, what I liked about uh, Bret Hart. Um, as far as uh, Bret goes, um, I like the fact that um, it seems like he was always there for his fans, and um, I really, you know, I loved his intro where he would, um, you know, come to the ring, and then he would... Um, uh, walk to a little kid in the crowd and give them a pair of sunglasses. So I always thought that that was really, really cool. So, um, let me see if, if I got a message from, um, my guest. I'm on Facebook right now on my iPad, so let me put in my passcode here. And see if if I can I've got a response, and um I'm going to respond back, sorry, ladies and gentlemen, okay i uh I responded, and um let's see, let's get back to the show here, but um, yeah, uh Bret Hart was. Famous for the um, sharpshooter, and um, it's a very uh, lethal move in professional wrestling, and uh, very, very painful, I might add. And um, I, I can um, clearly remember the accident that happened with Owen Hart on the pay-per-view Over the Edge back in um, 99 where he was doing a stunt for WWF and he was high above the ring and, and up in the air and um, and then the thing, the the belt thing messed up and he fell so many feet and, and tragically died from that. So, but... Um, Let's see here. Uh, let's uh, let's wait a few more minutes and see if my guest arrives. Sorry about this, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We will try to get this uh, show on the road as soon as possible. Um, I wanted to tell you, um, I've had my iPad for a little while now, and I I rather enjoy it and. Um, 
lets me check my Facebook and Twitter and and uh, Instagram. Yes, I'm on Instagram. Just never used it until now. Um, while I'm doing a radio show or, you know, doing something. So it'll make it easier to um, help me find my guests. So. But, um, 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 why don't I, why don't I do this, why don't I take a quick commercial break and, um, find out where my guest is, so I will go ahead and play my intro once more because I do not have a song uploaded, so, but anyways, I will try to have, uh, Bruce Hart on the show when I when I return. Ladies and gentlemen, I am back live. Sorry about the dead air. I um got a call from Bruce Hart and he will be joining us here shortly on the show. I get him the show number so he should be arriving here shortly. So we will see if he's able to call in. So so I apologize for any convenience, any type of dead air. So if you're still listening to this broadcast, very much appreciated. That means that you are very dedicated to my show. And without further ado, here is the legendary Bruce Hart. Hi Justin, how are you? Nice to uh, nice to be here. How's everything going? Doing good, Bruce. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing really good. Just came in from the ring. Was uh, training guys out there in the uh, HBU uh, ring there, and uh, had a great workout. And uh, I'm happy to uh, have a chance to talk to you. I uh, had a few chats with you in the past, and. Uh, and uh have a great deal of respect and uh admiration for for you and your show so it's a real pleasure to be here oh absolutely and i got to say bruce i am extremely honored to have you on my show because as you know from our previous talks i love the hart family yeah i i much appreciate that and i uh I'm proud of that. I, I was sort of like the first Hart family member to, of, of my dad's kids to uh, get into the ring, and I uh, subsequent to that started uh, Brett and Owen and uh, the Bulldogs and Benoit and Pillman and uh, Liger and Jericho and all these other guys. So I, I uh, consider myself felt very lucky to have had the uh, chance to even work with a group like that. You know, it's uh, some really great experiences, and uh, gives me a lot of satisfaction to see them have the success that they've had. Wow, that that that's amazing. Now, something that I've always wondered, Bruce. Maybe you could walk me through it. What is it? What is it like growing up with a family that's a wrestling family? I mean, take me through like a typical day of 
It was kind of funny because when I was when I was a little kid, my dad would have all these uh, wrestlers. They would come up to the house on Saturdays to get their paychecks, and uh, in those days they were all very much in character. So you had these bad guys that were looking mean and nasty, and uh, and all of that. And it, it was it was pretty kind of almost a bit scary because we had guys like Killer Kowalski and. Uh, Mm-hmm. You know uh, the Sheik and these uh, Fritz von Erich, who was playing a dastardly villain at that time, and uh, Gene Kaniski and uh, Sweet Daddy Siki and guys like that. And it, it was pretty fascinating to see all these larger-than-life people, a lot of whom were, uh, you know, kind of in character playing mean, nasty, bad guys, you know, and uh, it, it was really fascinating, and then, uh, you know, I kind of grew up with it, and uh, mm-hmm. I learned a lot about just the uh, art of wrestling, you know, we were down there at the shows every week, uh, my dad used to have shows every Friday in Calgary, and uh, he used to go down there, and uh, every night it was kind of a, a big adventure, the guys going through all their... Uh, their matches and playing their roles and uh crowd going nuts and all like that so it was uh it was really a fascinating uh you know progressing from that to when we actually got in the ring and then uh you know uh going from there to uh after uh I had wrestled for a few few years my dad so uh, put me in charge of all the matchmaking or the so-called booking and uh so at that time I started developing these guys like Dynamite Kid and Davy Boy and Jake the Snake and Junkyard Dog and uh Chris Benoit and Brian Pillman and uh Jushin Liger and all that you know so it was uh it was kind of a fascinating uh going through from uh, the earliest stages where I was kind of a wide-eyed uh, Mark who was half scared of you know, the bad guys and all like that to, uh, you know, evolving into a fan and a wrestler than uh, kind of uh, a booker, you know. So I, uh, I was able to pretty much cover all the bases, you know, but it, it really... Uh, caused me to develop, to develop a great deal of passion and uh, admiration for the uh, for the business and for the guys who uh, become stars or the guys who are, you know, captivating and compelling the audiences. You know, I I still, beyond everything else, I meant, uh, still remain a, a huge fan. Where I, uh, if I see somebody like, say, Daniel Bryan or CM Punk or Randy Orton, that's still doing it well, you know, I have uh, the utmost respect and uh, admiration for them, you know, like, wow, you know, he's an embodiment of, you know, the uh, guys that were stars back in my day, you know, and there there was more of them back in the day, I have to say, just because there was so many promotions and, you know, that many more wrestlers, so, but I still... Uh, beyond everything else, remain a huge fan. So when I see a Daniel Bryan or CM Punk or Randy or Triple H or some of those guys, you know, getting the people 
going and getting their blood boiling or getting their emotions, you know, going. You know, I'm like, wow, you know, I, uh, I more power to you. I have total uh, respect for it because it's even harder these days for all kinds of reasons, you know, but uh, I still have a huge amount of passion and a huge, huge amount of uh, admiration for the guys who still do it well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, and like I said, um, I have high respect for your family because your family has contributed to the business so much. I mean, and y'all just keep giving and giving and giving and I, I just, yeah, there's like not too many. They, you know, they've been, uh, and I think one of the reasons why we uh, keep giving or whatever is just because the fans keep giving mm-hmm. it back. You know, people like yourself, or uh, to me, it's a huge source of intrinsic satisfaction to, you know, have people cheering or people coming up after a match and saying great match or uh, you run into somebody on the street or somebody such as yourself on the radio and they uh, you know they tell you how much they uh, liked a match that you had done or your brother Brett had done or something that your brother Owen had maybe done or something and, you know it, that's what makes it all worthwhile you go well you know uh, the money and everything else is incidental to just uh you know, pleasing the fans and making uh, making people enjoy and uh, making people have, you know, great memories over some WrestleMania or some uh, match that they saw maybe 25 years ago or something like that. You know, that's what sort of makes it all worthwhile, you know, gives you the uh, reason to uh, keep wanting to do it and doing it better, you know. Uh, absolutely. Now, this next question I have for you, I'm curious. Which do you like performing better? Do you like being a face better, or do you like playing the heel better? I mean, or have you have you done both? Or I've done, done uh, so? I've done both. You know, in the old days, uh, when we say uh, people like myself or Brett or Dynamite or Owen or whatever did. Uh, when we went to like Japan, for example, in those days, almost always they had the uh, Americans or the uh, guys from North America playing uh, villains, and the uh, Japanese guys were the uh, the faces of the good guys. And uh, um, it was kind of fun actually being a, a villain at times, just because you didn't have to confine yourself to any, you know, set. Uh, Guidelines you to sort of pretend to be bad and you know give fans dirty looks or overstate your kind of arrogance or your uh, you know devious diabolical tendencies or something. Um, all things considered, I still I think prefer being a face just because it was kind of nice to get uh, just feel like you were inspiring or you were. Uh, making a good impression on uh, kids and stuff like that. But uh, one of the things I learned way back when, Justin, was that uh, in order to be uh, a good face, you have to understand what 
it takes to be a good heel and vice versa. So almost anyone that is capable of being a good face is probably capable of being a, a good heel. And case in point, you see a guy like Daniel Bryan or you see a guy like CM Punk or you see a guy like Randy Orton or my brother Brett or, you know, those guys were all at one time or another a heel or they were all also a face, you know, they, uh, even Hulk Hogan was, uh, you know, you know, a huge face, but later on he became Hollywood Hogan and the NWO and, uh, you know, Randy yeah, Savage. That was the face, huge. and then he was, he was a heel, and then became a facer. Triple H has been a face and a heel, and uh, I'd say some guys are better at one than the other, or they got over more. Like I think Triple H, for example, I think he's capable of getting over more as uh, a heel and a face. And conversely, I'd say Daniel Bryan, uh, even though he was not a bad heel when he was doing the thing with uh, Kane and I think he's obviously far better suited to being a face you know he's got way more uh, reaction since he's switched you know but but you'll notice that uh, everyone from Dwayne Johnson to Steve Austin to uh, Hulk Hogan or The Undertaker they all been on both sides of it you know and uh, generally if you can do one year probably in order to do one well you have to understand what it takes to do the other well you know so it's all just a matter of uh, what the uh, storylines kind of predicate that determines absolutely now my my biggest my biggest question Bruce is can you t- can you tell uh, tell my audience what it's like in the famous dungeon because I've heard stories that in the dungeon, when training, it's lethal. It used to be a bit scary, you know. The uh, back in the day, there was a lot more, uh, you know, uh, you know, it was emphasis on protecting the ostensible integrity of the business, or you know, uh, in those days, there was no open declaration of it being anything less than uh, a shoot or legitimate so uh, it was sort of obligatory when these guys came down in the dungeon they would uh, you know my dad and these other guys who were sort of what they called shooters who were pretty tough you know uh, submission UFC type uh, and they would uh, put these guys through pretty intense physical uh Regimen, which entailed getting, you know, really mauled and uh, roughed up and put in submission holds that were really excruciating. And uh, it was uh, all meant to test whether you had any uh, metal or any staying power or whether you were worthy of being uh, brought in, sort of like an initiation and... Uh, a trial by fire, and uh, if you didn't pass that, you were kind of exited out the door, and you were deemed like you were not worthy of being brought into the business. A bit like the Marines or something like that, you know, where uh, in order to earn your stripes, you got to uh, go through all the, uh, you know, daunting tests, you know, of your medal, and uh, 
and I remember seeing many a big bodybuilder and football player and some of these guys being really, uh, you know, mm -hmm. tortured and put through some pretty extreme, uh, you know, tests to see if they were uh, fit to uh, be brought into the wrestling fraternity. And so it's, uh, I think in a lot of ways it would probably be still beneficial for that type of thing to be still happening today, but um, I don't see it as much, you know, and uh, quite often I don't like to be critical of some of the things, but I've seen some of these NXT and some of the, um, that type of thing, and um, for me a lot of it's just a waste of time, the stuff that they're teaching, I think you need to be a lot more uh, focused on when I teach guys, I, I try to uh, immediately size up their strengths and weaknesses. What if they're better at, you know, doing power stuff, or they're doing fast acrobatic stuff, or they're better at uh, playing a a villain or a good guy? And you quickly size them up. It's like sort of a football team, and you bring all these guys out there, and you determine whether one guy's better to be a quarterback or one guy's better to be a tackle or another guy's better suited to be a running back or a defensive back or a tight end or a kicker or whatever. And wrestling's a bit like that. You have to kind of uh, size up each guy as a, a commodity, so to speak, and figure out what is the best way you're going to market that commodity and uh you know, just like I was saying before with Daniel Bryan, you know, um, in retrospect, he wasn't really that well suited to being uh, a villain, you know, given his size and his, his style. But they finally opened their eyes or saw the light and switched him to a face. And now he's uh, a huge, you know, hero, you know. So that's a big part of it is, uh, you know, sizing a guy up and, some guy, uh, based on his size and his uh, shape and his personality, like say, and have to uh, the butcher or something like that's better suited to be a, a villain. And another guy like a Daniel Bryan or a, you know, a John Morrison or a Cody Rhodes might be far better suited to being a face. You know, so I think quite often I've seen WWE uh, miss the boat on. Uh, some guys, you know, uh, and miscast them, you know, and uh, and not use them. I've seen a lot of guys that I thought should have been huge stars never quite amount to it. I'm not sure if it was the way they were used. Like, a good example for me is John Morrison, because I thought he was, uh, you know, incredible. Did some phenomenal moves, and he had a good look to him and everything, and uh, I never thought they used him very well, you know. And I think if they brought him back and repackaged him, he could be uh, like a Daniel Bryan or uh, you know, something like that, you know, so it's... Oh, absolutely, uh, yeah, and unfortunately, Bruce, we are out of time, because you know, I, I was running a little bit late and had to, you know, get you the oh, uh, show that's information. Fine. Uh, anytime, we can always do this again, you know, I'm more than happy to uh, come on another time or you know, uh, just call me any time. I'd be more than happy to, uh, you know, come on again. And there's a 
all kinds of stuff we haven't even scratched the surface, you know. But uh, I'd be more than happy to. Yeah, so I'd be honored if you saw fit to have me back. Well, absolutely. I want to have you back um, because not only that, Bruce, I want to help promote what you're doing. So before I let you go, which um, after I get off the studio line, I'm going to call you for a few minutes just to talk and see what's going on. Yeah. But before I let you go, is there anything that you want to promote or uh, any final thoughts that you want to throw out there to my audience? Well, I'd say anyone that's out there is, that's looking to get into pro wrestling, uh, they can uh, access our Facebook fan page at Hart Brothers University. And uh, the other thing I'd like to uh, just kind of informally promote is I uh, I have the utmost respect for people like yourself, uh, Justin, that uh, have overcome adversity in the form of cerebral palsy and all. And I've got a son myself who's uh, CP, and uh, I, have the, I have the highest respect and empathy and uh, admiration for you guys overcoming, you know, uh, you guys are, uh, to me, uh, bigger heroes than Daniel Bryan, you guys just in your everyday lives show an incredible amount of courage and, uh, you know, guts, and um, so I, I, uh, I spend a lot of my time working with that, but I... Uh, I'd just like to take my hat off and give you, uh, you know, uh, props for just, you know, having the the courage and the uh, intestinal fortitude to overcome uh, things that a lot of people, uh, a lot of ordinary people take for granted. So uh, um, good on you for uh, having your own radio show and, uh, you know, you've made a huge impression on me. I have nothing but respect and admiration for uh for you and uh, your overcoming and not, uh, you know, uh, giving in to adversity, just rising above it. So uh, good on you. Absolutely, Bruce, and I wanted to say thank you, and I am honored and proud to call you my friend. I uh, am honored that you consider me a friend, and I certainly uh, reciprocate, say the same thing. You know, I, I can hear my son in the background saying yes yeah, so he a uh, rat he uh got nothing but a uh, big smile on his face and uh you know he's happy to uh consider you a friend by association too so that that is wonderful and what i'm going to do uh bruce i'm going to end the show now but i am going to give you a uh call back just for a few minutes just to see how you're doing and and to catch up a little bit and then I will let you go because I know you're probably busy this evening so but I wanted to make sure and give you a call back and talk to you privately about some stuff so but um, that sounds good Justin I'll look forward to it and uh, give my very best to all the uh, fans down in uh, your neck of the woods I hope they enjoyed the show and uh, you know uh, rock on Absolutely, and everybody, that was Bruce Hart, and I will be speaking to you in a moment, Bruce. Thanks, Justin. I look forward to it, and all the best. Thank you, my friend.
Take care and talk to you soon. And that was Bruce Hart, ladies and gentlemen. I got to end the show before the time runs out on me. This was a great episode. I will definitely have Bruce Hart back on another show at another time, sometime in 2013. So without further ado, show some respect. And it's a done deal, folks.